Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. It is a joy to be back among my church family. Thank you for all your thoughts. And you didn't know I was gone? Is that what you said? <laughs> it is a joy to be back with you. Now, don't raise your hands. But have you ever been in debt? Have you ever, are you kidding me? Have you ever been in debt over your head? Again, don't raise your hands, but have you ever had problems in your life? Have you ever felt like you were drowning in your problems? Have you ever found yourself wishing for a whole new life? Although you didn't raise your hand, my guess is that just about everyone, if not everyone, here today said yes. I know what it is to be in debt. I know what it is to be in over my head. I know what it is to feel like I'm drowning in my problems. And boy, there are plenty of times I have wished for a whole new life. That is what today's word is for us. God knows that we are in debt over our head. He knows that because of our sin, we can never atone and attain to God and to heaven. He knows we're in debt over our head. Because of our sinfulness, we always fall short of attaining to God. We're in debt over our head. There's no way we can get out of debt. If, as it says in the gospel, we would be thrown into prison until we paid the last penny of our debt, we would have a life sentence because we would never be able to pay that debt. And God knows that we're in debt and that we're over our heads. He also knows that we have problems. And he knows that at times we feel so overwhelmed that we feel like we're drowning in our problems. He also knows that our hearts long sometimes for a whole new life. And so this is what he offers us. This is what he offers you and me in Jesus Christ. A whole new life. What would it be if we could have a life where no matter what we ever did, we would have a Father who loved us unconditionally. How wonderful would it be, as fallen and broken and sinful and stumbling as we are, 
and bumbling, I like that word, bumbling, as we are, that we had a God who loved us, that nothing could ever change his love for us. How would it be to really know unconditional love? Well, it's yours if you receive God as your Father. His love for us is without measure. His love for us is without end. His love for us is unconditional. He always loves us. During these past four weeks, on one particular day, Rebecca was in a particular mood. And no matter what I tried to offer her or to take away, it made no difference. She continued to act out to the point where I felt like I'm at my wit's end. And I was in Maine. I'm never at my wit's end when I'm in Maine. And at some point during that day, she actually said to me, now that she's six and very wise, she said, Daddy, no matter what I do, you love me, huh? It made me wonder what she did now. <laughs> but I said, that's right, Rebecca. No matter what you've done, or no matter what you do, I love you. And nothing can ever change how much I love you. And I thought in that moment that that's how it is with God the Father and me. That no matter what he says to me, there are times that I'm just in a mood. And I keep blowing it over and over and over again. No matter what he says. But he still loves me. Unconditionally. He loves me. And my love for Rebecca cannot compare the love that God the Father has for you and me. And then Rebecca said something for the first time. She's never said this before, but it was about five or ten minutes later and we were getting into the car and with a very sweet voice she said, Daddy, thank you for adopting me. And I started to cry. But I started to cry for two reasons. One is that she had never said that before and how incredible that was. But the other reason I started to cry is that I started to wonder, have I ever said that to my Heavenly Father? Thank you for adopting me. And I thought about how Rebecca was given a whole new life from whatever would have been. And how I have a whole new life in God 
from whatever would have been. And so I said, Father, thank you for adopting me and for my whole new life. Now, Rebecca has a whole new life. It doesn't mean that it's problem-free. In fact, right now, she's with Christine's mother. <laughs> but she does have... Un- <laughs> but she does... Forgive me. But she does have unconditional love. She has a father, a dad that always loves her. And so we don't have a life that's problem-free, but we have a father who always loves us unconditionally. And while Rebecca doesn't have a life that's problem-free, she has a whole new life. And that's what you and I have. So in the midst, and and here's a miracle, you're going to thank God. Send him away for four weeks more often, because I'm about to end my sermon, believe it or not. the next time you realize I'm in debt over my head remember that God knows that and he's paid the price for you that you could not pay by giving his son Jesus Christ and the next time you're drowning in your problems picture yourself as Peter going under the water in the midst of the storm, and Jesus reaches out his hand. It says immediately he reached out his hand and lifted him up. And the next time you find yourself wishing for a whole new life, remember, you have a whole new life. No, it's not one that's problem-free. No, it's not one without some trials or tribulations or even sorrow but it's one with a Father who loves you without conditions. It is one where if you trust in Jesus Christ and not in yourself or in this world, you shall have everlasting life. It's one where you have a God who shall never abandon you, come high or low. It's one where a God who so loved the world walks with you. No other religion, no other philosophy offers a God who cares enough to come himself, to walk with us, and to lead us home. Now, I'm going to throw in one more point. Sorry, I lied. I pray, one thing I pray for Rebecca every day is that she would be delivered from any separation anxiety that she may have from her family of origin. You know what? We should pray that for one another. We get separation anxiety when we give our lives over to the Lord. We get separation anxiety from our sins, believe it or not, because they're so familiar to us. We get separation anxiety from the world. We get separation anxiety from um, our, our former ways apart from, the, from God. 
because they're so familiar. So my prayer for you, and I hope your prayer for me, is that we would be delivered from this separation anxiety. If you want to know more psychologically, you can talk to Bob or Andrew or a few others here who have psychiatric training about separation anxiety. Because you're going to have it. As you move into our deeper relationship with God, you're going to feel this separation anxiety from your sins and from the world and from the ways of the flesh. But your real life and your new life is not in the past, but with your God who loves you unconditionally and is with you always, even unto the end of the age. He loves you and he's with you always. Thanks be to God who has given us salvation in his son, Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever and ever. Amen.